When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. What's going on everyone? It's another episode of River City 93. We're recording the show. Of course, there's Matt. There's Gabe. If you're wondering where Shanir is. You already know. Yeah, you, you kind of already know at this point. Um, <laughs> so had a good show goes. Um, but we got a couple of things to talk about this week. Um, but before we dive into that, guys, how was your weekend so far? Was it good? Was it bad? Did you enjoy the weather today? I mean... Other than right around what eight fifty seven last night, it's been a good weekend. Not bad. Yeah, Not bad. yeah. The irony for me is I work at a store called REI. Maybe some of you guys have heard of it, but uh, uh, it's an outdoors like recreation store. We sell like hiking and camping gear and stuff, and so you know we sell stuff for people to get outside. But I worked all day Saturday, and I worked all day today, and so I didn't get to enjoy the beautiful weather. It was nice, though. The watermelon festival was in town, so that was pretty cool. Got some watermelon, which I'm not a particular fan of. I think watermelon is a trash fruit, but the festival was strong. Hot take. It's not a hot take. That's a strong. That's a good take. Watermelon is a trash fruit. It's like 80% water. Like it's it's, it's not trying to say it's not. Right. Yeah, it's trash. It's a good name. Yeah, when I want to eat a fruit, I want to eat something like has substance. That water, I can drink that for free. I mean, it's not, it's not like a top tier fruit, but there, there's worse ones. So it's trash. I, I think Use your logic. More, I think there's a little more nuance, you know, to that. Because that, that, that's like saying if you know you're uh, you're not you know, you know Real Madrid Champions League champion, you're trash. That's, I mean, there, there's levels there. That's good. You got your like Real Madrid you know, fruits. You got your, uh, you know, Man City's, your Liverpool's. Then you got some, you know, nice, you know, mid-level ones. You got your Man United, your your Leeds. Yeah, no, I went straight to the bottom. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, in between. That's right. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. I think we might as well just go ahead and talk about it. Um, another top of the table clash: Greenville versus our rivals, uh, South Carolina. Played against Richmond, one nothing Greenville. What was it? 89th, 90th minute Greenville winner. Uh, header happened there. Um, is some things to talk about overall? I, I want to see how you guys feel about this. It was a highly competitive game. This felt like a game that can potentially be a final or like a semifinal, depending on how seating goes and matchups. Um. And it's okay to be frustrated about the goal, but overall, 
I'm not frustrated at the performance, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much along the same lines, you know, with that of, okay, I mean, it happens and we can't really be that, you know, you can be upset about it, but you, know, you consider what was it, you know, only two weeks ago where you know, we stole one out in Stoppage time with two goals in Stoppage time. So uh, it, it more than balances out in our favor. Like, if you, you know, consider, you know, the points we gained out of a, uh, 90th minute stoppage time, you know, goals versus, you know, we lost right here. We still come out ahead in the long run with that. So, uh, would have been great to be able to hold on for, uh, the draw happens. Yeah. Yeah. I was bummed because, um, I mean, I'm with you. Like I liked the performance overall. Um, however, you know, missing the, the opportunity early in the second half, was uh was just like bad like you you kind of had the like to, to me I had the feeling like I don't know that we're getting another opportunity quite that good you know later on in the half so um I also had the feeling that it couldn't end zero zero you know I was like someone's about to score here all game long and so it's a hard one hard one to swallow yeah and the thing is, in this match, yeah, we have not had a draw. We have still yet to have a draw in the four years of us playing each other, which is hilarious. Uh, we came close to that, but, of course, Greenville decided to kind of stop that. Um, first of all, let's kind of look at what this lineup was. Um, any big surprises out of, out of the lineup coming up from there? I don't know if you'd necessarily call it a surprise, but uh, block, you know, I think the big – Notable item was Bolaños, you know, coming back into the starting lineup. You know, finally after what was that, probably four or five games out uh, of the lineup. I mean, yeah, he came on as a sub uh, last week against Tucson, but you know, being able to make his full ninety-minute he return. Otherwise, you know, it had been the same group that had you know, been on a good run together. I think uh, we've seen now consistently that Darren's not afraid to run back the guys who performed. You know, so and a lot of that, you know, we've seen whether it's with midfield combinations, whether it's with backline combinations, like, you know, Simon's been in there, you know, ever since, uh, you know, Payne's, you know, red card. And what, well, you know, Payne probably is a little bit more of a complete player. The team been performing well with Simon there. Simon didn't perform it right back pretty well. So he kept that spot in the meantime. Same thing with Ani, you know, coming back you know, from injury. You know, he'd been playing well all year, but. Dakota and uh, Jalen have been playing well together in the middle, so he's you know, had to wait his turn. Yeah, had to wait his turn, definitely. Um, I want to ask you this question because uh, what was it? Darren talked about it midweek, and he talked about Belongos coming back. Belongos, Ethan, Vandercourt, Decker. We finally got to really see this partnership in this full fruition. How do we think that partnership kind of lined up with having them both on the wings? Is it something we want to see going forward, or do you think it's just a little bit too muddled right now? Uh, I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, with anything, it's their first. I think it's their first time on the field together, right? I can. I feel like Bologna is going to come in for you know, EVD last game. Yes, uh, this is our first time on the field together. Yeah, so there might be a little bit of uh, you know learning curve with that. I mean, there. How many times have we talked about this over the last month? Different players, 
you know, right? Bolaños is, you know, strikes the field guy. You know, Decker's a lot more of a, you know, tuck inside, you know, type of winger and then uh, be able to use a little bit more of a, you know, dribble power game, you know, going through. So just finding that, you know, balance with them. Uh, just like, you know, talked about with Bolaños and Gordon in there together, you know, finding out how they're going to balance, you know, together or when it's been, you know, you know, Bentley and Bima at times, you know, a lot of different combinations we've seen. Yeah. Um, Gabe, let me ask you this question because you don't come to the show last so I get to ask you questions a little bit. Matchup wise, why does Greenville give us the issues that they presented us this year yeah. versus the years past? Because it seemed like we're talking about a team that the last two, the last times that we played, the last two times this year, the week before that, they've gotten blown out or given up five goals. They come play us and they're like, it's like prime defense all over the field. So what is these matchup issues that we're seeing versus Greenville? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm not, I feel like against us, they don't make a lot of mistakes, you know, like yesterday they maintained possession. Um, And also I would say that like, they kind of won the battle in the midfield you know, especially kind of towards the end of the game, they were the ones pushing. Now, granted, I, it looked like we were content to sit back and um, and counter, but they, I mean, I think they kind of just owned the midfield last night, and they were very quick to 50-50 balls. They were really fast to, like, potentially, you know, make tackles on like an intercept passes. Like they were really quick in the midfield in particular. And our guys, like we couldn't get in behind them yesterday. Like, you know, and I think that's where we're missing a player like Gordon, you know, Blanios, I think stepped up really well. He was, he was maybe our, our, our biggest threat to kind of get in behind, in behind and make a run in behind, but we struggled to, you know, beat their defense with, with speed. Yeah. Matt, any suggestions? Yeah, I know we talked a little bit before we started recording, but any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think part of it's matchups, right? Because you know Greenville, they're they're a good team, right? They've you know, been you you near the top of League One for each of the past four years, so it's not an accident at this point. You know, it's because they actually know what they're doing and they have you know good structures in place and. Uh, what we've seen consistently from you know, Darren's you know, teams is that a lot of the danger comes from being able to spray the ball wide and allow guys to run. You know, kind of like what Gabe was talking about with Bologna, who's being able to provide that uh, you know, threat there. And I think you know, Greenville you know, did a good job of not allowing that space. I can think of, I think, two times where Bologna was actually able to get on the ball and really run with it all game. Uh, and it's, that's not a huge number. Right, because even you know as good as he is, I mean, he's not going to go two for two, and probably not even going to hit fifty percent most of the time. That's just the nature of being an attacker in soccer, you know. So uh, I think they do a good job of being able to deny those opportunities and you be able to deny that, and then it, it kind of gets our guys caught up a little bit more into the playing around, uh, you know, through the midfield, which is probably not the strongest point of the team, uh, and. Good game planning, but you know, Tormenta gives Greenville worlds of problems, you know, for some reason. And you know, there's every you know, team in this league seems to have one or two teams that uh, kind of solve them, 
and you know Greenville solved maybe a bit much, but uh, you know Greenville certainly you know seems to have you know the setup you know to be able to frustrate you know the kicker's attack pretty well. Yeah. Um, Gabe, you brought up an excellent point about the midfield battle, and that's something I feel like. When we play on the road, we know how we are at home. We know how quick this team can be. They can be very dangerous. Um, and this midfield at home can override and overtake games and pretty much about Zaka's in the midfield, kind of closing down. Neil's able to connect passes. Ethan Barnes doing his thing. On the road, it seems like it's totally different. And it seems like there is more – having this team more tactically set up to sit back um, and kind of counterattack. There's no issue with that, but why is it the midfield always seems to be the key issue was in some of our games this year on the road? Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I think you got to consider the quality of Greenville, too, in the midfield. I mean, I wish – I don't really have a lot of info on their on their midfielders or really know um, their players super well, but, I mean, they just looked like they presented a lot of quality in their passes and in their possession. Um and just really, like I said before, like didn't make a lot of mistakes. And that's an area where we tend to do well is like capitalize on teams' mistakes. Um, and of course, like Darren mentioned that in the um, the midweek interview where he said like you can't make a mistake against Greenville because they will punish you for it. And I think it's because they're just really clinical and they have a lot of um, you know they just have a lot of quality on their squad. So um, yeah, on the road, it's it's that's I mean. It's just like a mystery, you know. I don't know. It, I, you could see yesterday, like how the turf was definitely playing into the game versus like a real quality field, like like a real quality pitch, like we have. Um, I do think that, like, well, I actually I know this. Like, I talked to Dakota at um, at the last like you know meet the team event at home team. He said playing on turf sucks. Like we hate it, you know, and so. Um, but the other side of that is both teams are playing on turf, you know? So like we got like, it's, it's not an advantage for one or the other. Like you're, yeah. you're dealing with the same circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, very much true that. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's take a moment. Let's talk about this goal that happened. It's a cross that comes in from the right side. We've met, we figured it out. It was Simon Fitch that was guarding, um, Nico Brown. Yeah. Carter Brown. And Brown, from what we I can tell on the go, and maybe you guys got to be a little bit more, it just seems like Brown is just kind of able to evade fit. If it kind of gets lost or kind of like ball tracking, and Brown just rises up. It's not really much into it outside of that. Yeah, I don't even think it's that much. Uh, it's, you know, the ball starts out, you know, out wide, you know, on their right side, and you know, Venton Evans is able to get a couple touches on the ball. I mean, for me, if there's anything you know, to be able to address uh, with the goal, it's you know, the amount of you know, time he had to be able to pick his head up and really be able to put you know quality cross in. You know, I would have liked it if uh, he had a little bit more pressure on him at that point you know, in time. Uh, but um, the actual goal itself, I'm, for one, you know, pretty good header and I would look at it as much, you know, like Simon lost him. He kind of you know, peeled off, you know, the back of him and, uh, you know, made the space that way, you know, as Simon's you know, kind of you know, trying to track the ball. And 
dude, you know, is able like just got enough of his head on it. Like that ball's a couple inches higher. I don't think you know, he gets good contact on it. If it's a little bit lower, I don't know if he's able to, you know, get the same trajectory on it. You know, so they kind of just came together quite right and you know was able to loop the ball back across you know the face of goal inside you know the far post unfortunately. Yeah. Um Gabe, any thoughts on the goal man? <laughs> Once again, yeah, it's not I mean, a lot to take from it, but any thoughts? It was a high quality goal, you know, like it was a well played ball into the box and like Nico Brown put put it in a spot that Akira, you know, if he were six three maybe would have been able to get to, but <laughs> um Akira and I suffer from the same issue of being, uh, you know, height, you know, having an issue of height. And so, you know, uh, it was just, you know, it was, it was a really high quality goal. And so like, to me, like, again, it's kind of like we were talking about before the show, like I wasn't really that mad at the loss because like that's a solid goal for them, you know, like if it were, if it were the way we lost the home opener last year where it was the, uh, the own goal, I think that it was Yvonne who who scored for. No. Um, oh, it was Luke. I was. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, I mean, I would be like way more upset, but like, man, they they needed like a really high quality ball. They needed a really high quality header, and they got it. You know, so like, they just they capitalized on their opportunity. We didn't. Yeah, true. And then also, I think the mood it just kind of summed it up afterwards was just the way Hired Carroll was just sitting there with his legs. He was just like, God dang. Yeah. And I mean, this kind of, I kind of feel like that was like the general mood overall. Like, if we were able to talk to Darren and Mika after, I guess they were kind of just feeling the same thing. Like, you know, up to 89 minutes, it kind of just felt like, all right, Rich is going to get out here with a draw, a desired result. Green was a little bit wavery after the 5-1 loss to Chattanooga. Now you get a nil-nil draw at your home ground against another rival. That goal, it kind of changes things. So, guys, we close out against Greenville last game in the regular season. I presume that we will all hope that Richmond and Greenville are already locked up. A lot of stuff. We're playing for one versus two or Hopefully, just to clinch the number one seed. What does Darren need to do to in, in order to make sure that we can finally get the win over Greenville and that just gets swept going into the playoffs? I think it's too soon to be able to say anything about that. That's two months out still. Different injuries can happen. Guys can find you know form. You know, I, I think what he can you know, the best thing he can be able to do is you know, get the team to a point where that game is meaningless for all the good reasons yeah you're right and not have it you know being you know a huge you know pressure cooker hanging over their heads going to that game but i mean that's not happening who knows what it's gonna it's gonna that game's definitely gonna have meaning i mean just watching like this no one's pulled away like i mean yeah two months is gonna happen are like happening but like man the trend of this season has just been total chaos. So like it would just be like, you know, on point for the last game of the year to be like for the winner to go into the playoffs as like a number one seed, or maybe as like a, at least a number two to get that first round by, you know, like it would be 
I'd be shocked if it doesn't come to that. Yeah. And this is the thing, too. Like, all the results yesterday more or less helped Richmond in, in a way. Think about it like this. Uh, Tormenta got three scored on him by Charlotte. Chattanooga gave up a late goal to Fort Madison, so that was a 1-1 draw. And then Noko was able to pull one back against Union Omaha, which before all those results, I think Chattanooga was like one or – no, they were three points back from us. Then they, they dropped points, and now they're in 29. So we still got a five-point gap uh, in between us and Chattanooga, which is a positive. You know, so, yeah, overall is is the goal – like we said before, like the goal is frustrating, but the results of how things in other games played out just kind of helped us out. Yeah, you still got to walk – you know, keep an eye on Omaha there. Yeah, because they still play three fewer games. I mean, granted, their trend lines are they just draw every single game. <laughs> uh, you know, so being you know six, uh, yeah, six points up, you know, them right now. Yeah, they could make that up, but we also play them two more times uh, this year. Uh, so they've actually got to figure out how to start putting W's on the board instead of just drawing everything. Right now, so this is the funny thing. Union Omaha is on pace right now to set the record for most draws in the season. Do you guys have I mean, an idea who who, uh, who has the most draws? I mean, it's Madison last year, isn't it? Yeah, Madison. Do you know how many? It's like 13 or 14, I think. 12. Okay. And Union Omaha got a lot of more chances left to get some more draws in. So there's a possibility they could kind of uh, blow that record away. Not for good reasons, I would assume. I don't think that's a record you Omaha fans want with the games in hands that they have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's one of the it's one of those kind of you know, poison chalice sort of things where it's like, all right, well, we never lose, right? Yeah, but, yeah, so. come back <laughs> but you know, stacking up you know, points one at a time, uh, it's tenuous. Yeah, yeah. it's better than no yeah. points, but better than no points, but. Doesn't actually work. Probably not going to get to really where you really want to be going one at a time. Right. Yeah, no. It's not going to get to where you want to get to. Uh, so next week, uh, we kind of close that door, game out against Greenville. Um, focus on Central Valley Fuego, a team that we played last time after Greenville. Uh, a game that ended 3-1. That was an anomaly. We probably all can agree that game is not going to happen again. Definitely the two red cards. So, Let's talk a little bit about Central Valley Fuego. Um, this is a team that we know that can shoot themselves in the foot, that can kind of self-destruct if things does not go right. Talking about Fuego here. How does Darren approach this matchup against them differently than uh, round one? So. Tell guys not to get red carded. There we go. That's that's the important part. I, I was definitely like look at pain and be like, do not touch anyone going towards the sideline. Or, you know, he stays on the bench and Simon keeps playing. You, you would love that. I know you would. <laughs> I, I don't know, because, you know, especially, uh, you know, with you know, EVD potentially being out there on the right, I'd be really interested to see how he would play with Payne on the right side, because we know Payne likes to you know, get up and down quite a bit. We know Darren and Mika like to have him get up and down quite yeah. a bit. And I think it's fair to say he's probably a little bit more of a uh, you know, gifted uh, attacking fullback than Simon is. You know, Simon, you know, is fine. You know, or 
staying at home and he, he does decently you know getting up you know the field but it's not as natural for him i would think as yeah. you know, for uh you know, steven so uh the combination of that with ebd's uh you know tendency to you know, play inside a little bit more on the wing i think could be an interesting look uh, I, I don't know if this game's the right game uh for that or not i don't know that's not the right game because I mean, again you know I'll make any bet that anybody wants to make that, you know, if Payne starts, he's not getting sent off within the first 20 minutes again. Like, if he does, I'm they, calling some bookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody wants, you know, lay anything on that, you know, name your terms. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, what, what do we think Darren Lottom is going to be? Does, I'm assuming we all think Stewie is going to be starting out a left back. Center back party, does he go Dakota Jalen or are we going to see Ani in there? Any thoughts on that center back pair? I think you got to stick with Dakota and Jalen. I mean, they've been, they've been really solid. And I mean, the beauty of it is that Ani could step in for probably Dakota and be fine. But, um, but I mean, Dakota's done well, not to mention he's scored a couple goals recently. Yeah, that's also true. He, yeah. he recently just scored against Fuego. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say I did find it a you know a little peculiar that Ani never uh, you know came on in the Greenville game because uh, I I don't think I think he's still on the bench. I don't you know, I think I remember him being dropped entirely. Uh, yeah, so I was surprised. Yeah, I was a little surprised that he didn't come in. Uh, you know, you know Payne didn't come in. Uh, you know. To try to lock that game down the last ten minutes or so, when it seemed like the kickers you know, kind of you know went into you know that okay we're just going to you know, try to put the shell you know on the goal and lock it in because we, we've seen them do that before in you know, Northern Colorado, other games where they just piled up the defenders and dare them to break through. So I don't know if reading anything too much into it. I don't know if maybe I'm just misremembering what the bench looked like. Oh. No, now that you mentioned it, I don't think, I don't think Darren made. He only made one sub. I think so. Yeah. So like, that's kind of in the moment. It didn't. It didn't necessarily bother me either because it's not like the guys were playing poorly or any yeah, of that. No. But uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think mean, you trust the guys in that in that moment. Well, yeah. and you're you're trying to score, right? Like, yeah. I'm I, not convinced they were at the end. That's fair. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, even if they were, I think because you already bought on Bentley, you really didn't have any other attacking options. I mean, now you have Olsen, but we haven't seen him really since the cup run. Um, Luke, we know Luke is kind of a jack of all trades, but he, as much as I love Luke, he's not adding anything offensively. Um, I mean, you, I mean, you could put him in for like a Bologna just to be a pest and to run, yeah, yeah to run at guys. Yeah, sure. And uh, we see kind of saw that from Payne as well. But if Payne's coming, it's more or less to take Simon or Stu. So I, I would have liked attacking threat. I would have liked to see Payne come in for Simon and create some kind of threat on the on the wing, you know, for him to go forward and uh, and help create. Um, and going back to what y'all were saying earlier about him and EVD. I would love to see that. I think those two could be lethal on that right side. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, EVD does a good job of tracking back. If Paige is caught up, it's not like he's in a caught-up position. Right. So that's, that would have yeah, I would have liked to have seen Payne come in. I is it possible? Because didn't Payne go down with an injury at some point recently? Like he had some kind of calf issue. Not that I saw. I think the last time he started was the Central Valley game, and that's we get the record. And after that, he hasn't really started. He hasn't started since. I don't think he made a couple yeah, of spot appearances. Yeah, he's come on and sub a couple times since then. Okay, yeah. no, I start. must be remembering, but. Yeah, would like to see him start on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the, the only other thing, you know, for Saturday coming up, and I have not gone back and looked through, you know, the game logs to see, you know, if this has come up or not, but I'm almost positive the announcer, you know, mentioned that when Emmy got booked, it was his eighth yellow, uh, which could mean suspension if he didn't have a run of five games without getting booked at some point. Ooh. Which part of me is – Yeah, part of me is almost hoping that – he is just out for the Fuego game because I'd much rather have him available, get the suspension out of the way, have him available for Omaha and other games. I was Do you think there's a possibility Darren just sits him anyway? I'm just like, well, no, he's not. He's not going to sit if he's eligible. He's going to play him, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, Emmy's not going the rest of the season without getting booked. Let's be real <laughs> about this. So <laughs> he's going to be sat down at some point. So you don't, you know, voluntarily, you know, sit your best player, you know, in hope of, of maybe he, you know, won't be sitting later on. That's, I feel like that's one of those like, you know, galaxy brain things that, uh, you know, you see you know, NFL, you know, coaches do sometimes, you know, going into the you know, playoffs, they, re- you know, rest every, like uh, back when the Colts would always rest Manning and, you know, Edger and James and Reggie Wayne and all of them. And then they would, you know, not play for three weeks and then they just, you know, get it handed to them first round. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I guess Fuego. I mean, I would I would love to see Payne kind of get a start there and kind of redeem himself. Looking back at, I mean, once again, it's hard to tell because you only got really seventeen minutes of eleven v eleven. But what it seemed as if it just once again, you're right. The midfield just seemed to get overrun. Is there a way how Derek can set this team up midfield wise to kind of solve or alleviate that issue? Like, does he probably need to try, like, a diamond or something like that? Just try to put more bodies into the midfield? I mean, I don't I don't know about shape so much. It could be that it's, like, quicker decision-making and quicker passing yeah. um, along the wings or just making having someone making those overlapping runs um, and, like, making the decision quickly to play the ball to a Stephen Payne or a Johnny Bolaños. Um, cause I, where, where you get in trouble in the midfield is when you, you know, you dribble the ball a little too long or you, you carry the ball a little too long and you don't make a decision on who to pass to. And by that time, the person that you're trying to pass to gets closed down by a defender and, you know, all of your options are, are closed off. Mm-hmm. So it's, you just gotta, the midfield, you, it's meant to like work through quickly in my opinion. And so if you can do it fast, then you should do it fast. Yeah. And, you know, you hear Darren and me could talk a lot about uh, the guys and you know, their identity you know, right now. And uh, I, I know it frustrates you know, people sometimes. Part of the identity of this team is not a team that's going to you know, hold the ball, you know, 60% possession. You know, there's a reason why, you know, they've consistently been, you know, 
bottom third of the league, you know, in time of, you know, or possession percentage for whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, over the course of their time here. Uh, it's because the whole design and purpose of what they're trying to do is, you know, be able to, you know, when they do attack, kind of like Gabe was saying, you really do it lightning quick and be able to, you know, move quickly. And part of the trade-off, you know, for that is that exactly. you might lose a little bit, you know, of the possession battle at times, but it comes down to, you know, what's the danger, you know, in some of the possession that you give up? Uh, are you worried about it if, you know, they're holding the ball you know, quite a bit among their back line or, you know, their midfielders are cycling it, uh, you know, 40, 45 yards from goal? I don't think Darren cares if they do that, you know, because it's not creating, you know, high danger opportunities. Uh, you, you even think about a lot of the looks that Greenville got this last game. They had a couple of decent ones. How many of them, you know, really, you know, felt like something that troubled Akira too much, right? And we've talked about that a lot. You know, Akira, yeah. you know, gets a lot of the counting stats, you know, because the defense, you know, is designed to be able to give, you know, those low percentage opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Labovitz had one shot that he just. Yeah, he had one. Really, he had one really good one that was a little scary, but. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was that was in the first half, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you're very, you're very much sure. Like this defense is designed to kind of close out those chances and um, give a care of those kind of easy saves. Like I think it was, I think it was on Walking Ninety. Kyle asked me, it was like, "Am I going to be concerned by the number of saves a care makes?" And I'm like, "No," because like, say if a care makes five saves in a game, four of them are like right to his chest, and he's just falling on top of it. One. He's like really having to save, right? But I'm not really too too concerned with it. Um, I mean, the game against Fuego is 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 going to be big. I mean, obviously, all the games we have left are big. I think currently, right now, we only remember something, right? Yeah, we only have matchups with two teams that are not in the playoff race right now. Is as Sanders go, that's Fuego and that's Madison. Everyone else is a top six team or above. So, and Madison's yeah, giving us trouble. Yeah, right now if we're always we have picked up points against every other team in USL League One. Um, I think outside of Madison, but we haven't, you know, done yeah, no, that, that, that one we just played. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I was going to say we, when it turns to playing Greenville and Madison, we're over four. You know, and yeah. I'm, I know, like, when I asked Darren about that, he said, like, the game against Greenville here and the game against Madison and Richmond kind of irritated him the most because he felt like those were points that were just taken away. You know, once again, same situation here. So, definitely, I mean, we're in, what, I think nine games left? If yeah. Math, my math is math, right? Um I'm not gonna ask you guys for how many wins, but just and what what game do you think Richmond kind of clinch a playoff berth? Like what game do you think? I mean, I think that obviously there's so many factors that you know depend on what everybody else is doing. Because if it's yeah. you know a situation where you know a few teams just you know start to catch fire and you know, there's a big separation, could happen sooner. If I had to guess, I'd say that. Playoff berth has probably clinched, you know, the, either the Fuego home game or at Tormenta at the beginning of October. 
That's mathematical clinching. You know, not necessarily in essence clinching. Yeah. Yeah. I will go I will go around around that Chattanooga Fuego. That right there. The 17 to the 24, I feel like we'll know whether or not we're still in contention for either a one two or just getting into the playoffs. What about well, you? That's different. That, oh yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it should. Uh, the way that we're trending right now, it should happen around that that Chattanooga game at Chattanooga on the seventeenth next month. Yeah. I think that's yeah. too. I think that's sooner than it'll really happen. Yeah, and that's the thing is like this league, and it's just it's chaotic, and Chattanooga mm. is also solid. So. And I mean, like, we're probably in store for a whole nother week of, like, chaos because, what well, you got you got midweek games that can impact this. Then you got Saturday. And then we're the last team to kick off on Saturday. And there's a possibility that if Greenville goes to Tucson, leaves an egg, Richmond gets a draw, we walk out of Saturday as the number one team based on they're, that. They're not losing to Tucson. Come on. They tied Tucson last time. Yeah, Tucson. Hey, stupid things can happen in this league. I, I would love it to happen. I mean, Tucson. Well, I, I guess Tucson's actually probably every other, you know, everybody's second favorite team right now. You know, because oh, yeah, yeah. they're no danger to anyone else, and everybody wants them to take full points off of, you know, their other games at least for the time being. I'm really um, 100. Yeah, I think I, I think realistically everybody is, unless it gets to the point where they do string four in a row, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're Hailstorms and your Madisons and your Fuegos might be like, ooh, all right, hold up on this a little bit. <laughs> well, no, no, still going to root for them. Yeah, but you, we're going to them to win every game three nothing sweeps. Yeah, yeah, I think it's looking very much like yeah, we're North Carolina fans, uh, you know, as well moving forward. Yeah, I think they can be uh, great partners, you know, to us. You know, go Olex, uh, you know, go uh, you know, Coach McGinty down there. Yeah. Bringing home for your roles. Well, let's see, Michael. Um, yeah, that's kind of pretty much it. Also, um, well, I don't know. It's really not a talking point, but uh, Ian Cameron, one coach of the month. I thought Darren might have had a run of him, but then I went back and looked at the month of July, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> you're not going to get that. <laughs> no, July had a couple bad losses in there. Yeah. <laughs> I think definitely losing two games back-to-back with a 6-2 and – like two red cards is not going to help. Um, it's not going to help this case. But it's all I know. I don't think has Darren been in the run running for any coach of the most at all this year. Uh, I, well, I don't really pay that much attention to it because I don't care about it. Uh, so I don't know. But I'd have to think that he would have been up there for June when we were running through everything. Maybe. Yeah, but I think I think Hawks got that one. Maybe. I mean, it sounds like hard. Whatever. Um, any last? Uh, this is kind of like a short episode, but once again, like the Greenville game. It, as a neutral, if you watched it, you'd enjoyed it, but it wasn't really that much. Outside of the I, I just couldn't believe looking at the stats, you know, of the game after the fact. You know, where where let me pull them up again. You know that. They're claiming that you know, the kickers had two big chances versus Greenville's one. What? <laughs> like, I, I can find one big chance for the kickers. You know, when you know, right at the start of the you know, second half, when 
Uh, you know, Bologna probably should have scored. Uh, you know, that one right there. I don't know where this other second big chance is supposed to be coming from. I would say the the free kick that Neil took at the end. I mean, yeah, I, I think know. that's when they're kind of head to it, and he he hit it straight to their keeper. Okay, but that, that's a big chance. Then Greenville probably had like you know seven of those that went straight <laughs> to Akira. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It felt like a game that could have ended one one, and it wouldn't shock me. Is a game that should have ended nil nil. It didn't shock me, but yeah. one nothing. It kind of just like yeah. I don't know. It doesn't suck the air out the room, but it's kind of just like it's like a hang now almost. Like you yeah. kind of just like I don't want to deal with this right now, but I just get through the pain. Not to I mention Greenville's Twitter account calling us, you know, our dad. You know, right? Like keep that energy for a tormentor. Who's to put five on you? Yeah. I, I just don't – I mean, that's a dangerous thing to say midseason when there's still a home game to be played and and playoffs. Like, I, you know, it just seems like a little bit bad taste to me. It does. To do that, you know. Like if, we want, if we want to get petty, we can talk about how they promoted the hell out of Star Wars night. You know, cool reference, guys. You know, way to be timely and topical on that. Uh, and still didn't draw 3,000. So There's also that. That's if we want to be petty, though. Yeah. Right. We can look at attendance, you know. <laughs> um, anything else out of you guys before we wrap up? It's kind of a short episode this week, but yeah. You yeah. shaved off 15 minutes without having to deal with scenarios that are <laughs> Might have actually saved 15 minutes. Probably did. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, no, uh, I don't really have anything. Matt, are we having any updated articles? What I'm saying? Uh, yes. Yeah, we should have uh, two out this week, assuming the website cooperates. Slash, mm-hmm. I can figure out how to uh, get the images properly uploaded. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll do that. But outside of that, listeners, we want to say thank you as always for taking the time out your day for listening to our show. Because without you, we couldn't do this show. Um, so with that being said, I'm Elliot, that's Matt, that is Gabe, and we will holler at you guys next week, hopefully after three points, after Fuego and uh, Jonathan Bologna's hat trick. See ya! <laughs>